This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Tackle and Tacos. Before the little theme song even starts, wanted to give you two quick things. Number one is from the bottom of my heart. My name is Jordan with the Tackle and Tacos podcast. And from the bottom of my heart to anybody who's hearing this, listening to this, whether this is your first one or you catch them occasionally when we release them or you listen to every single episode, dude, we are so stoked, honored, humbled to have you listening to our stuff. And I mean that truly. For a long time, we used to say something along the lines of like, we don't even know what we're doing. I feel like we're getting a little bit better at it. Um, but we're still not experts in fishing or tacos or whatever. And so for us to, to have an opportunity to interview awesome people like Trey last week or like the Serious Angler podcast guys or whoever else, um, and then to have people actually want to listen to it, holy crap. That's so awesome. So thank you so much for listening. Number two, this episode, I'm pretty excited about it, is pretty unique um, because what it is is a combination of two bite-size episodes. Bite-size is like our little random kind of offshoot bonus episodes, and today we're giving you a two-for-one, two bite-size episodes wrapped up in one. One was recorded, you'll notice by the verbiage. I think I referenced Christmas in it. One was recorded before Christmas and then one was just recently recorded. It's two kind of random, not really random, but not, um, not correlated thoughts. So it's two bite sizes in one. We hope you appreciate it. If you haven't yet, please give us a review, a positive one on iTunes or um, Spotify or wherever you listen. Follow us on YouTube. Check out uh, tacklingtacos.com. Buy some merch. That would be dope. And um, yeah, we super duper appreciate all of you. Have a great day.
Hey everyone, this is Jordan from Tackle and Tacos. This is our second ever bite size episode. It's basically just like a short little, I don't know what, five minute, ten minute podcast sort of rambling about stuff, which if you listen to our podcast, you might be like, well, how's that any different? That's all you do is ramble, which is, eh, you know, somewhat accurate. But um, it's just me uh, by myself driving in Wisconsin. Right now I am in Black River Falls, heading home to Strum, Wisconsin, and uh, I was listening to a podcast from, I think we could label them our new friends, not just guests that we had. That's such a hard word to pluralize. It sounds so stupid. Guests, guests, ghosts, youths. Anyway, uh, not just some guests that we had on the show, but Serious Angler podcast, uh, the network after we had them on, um, I think it was episode 34 or something. Um, coolest dudes, man. Such a fun podcast. Uh, Andrew on their podcast gave us a shout out, which was pretty humbling and surprising and said something to the effect of the tackling tacos crew. It feels like we've been friends for 20 years and that's how we felt. It was just really natural, fun, fluid conversation. It wasn't like awkward and long pauses or anything but anyway um so if you don't follow the serious angler network of podcasts you definitely should but uh anywho i was listening to a lure lab podcast from the serious angler network and they were talking um jerk baits and it got me to thinking like i really suck at getting too comfortable and what I mean by that, and I'm, I'm only recording this right now on my phone as I'm driving to hopefully encourage somebody else who can maybe relate to this to like do the same thing and sort of push themselves out of the comfort, the suckiness of doing what you've always done because that's what you've always done. But the obvious fear there for me at least is if I keep on doing what I've always done, I'll keep getting what I've always gotten and in fishing you never arrive you never know everything you can always sort of push yourself and so i'm listening to uh listening to them talk about jerk baits and in jerk baiting um specifically that you know what kind of caused this idea that i'm blabbering on about right now um jerk baits you can fish a lot of different ways and that's true of a lot of lures um but in jerk baits you know one of the more obvious sort of specific ways that you can really vary uh the way that you fish a jerk bait is simply in your cadence the meaning like your rhythm and how you pop it down and so one thing that i i really strive for on our podcast is to talk bass fishing bass fishing tournaments lures tacos of course too but also not talk so deep and heavy on it that maybe somebody who uh is just getting into it can't relate or can't follow uh and that's where i really love my wife's questions and stuff lola she'll ask these questions as a follow-up to something like well what about blah 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 what do you mean about that um and so two seconds uh, I'll, I'll break it down how i think fishing a jerk bait um works best and how i've caught a lot a lot of fish since i was a little kid so a lot of years uh fishing working a jerk bait um but there is variance and that's kind of what i want to get to here in a sec but with a general jerk bait you know that could be um 
any brand. It could be a cool Smithwick Rogue. It could be uh, an Excalibur. That's one of my favorite jerk baits that sadly they don't make anymore. Um, it could be, of course, the Mega Bass Vision 110 or like a Strike King KVD jerk bait. Um, and honestly, those new KVD, I think they're called the Elite jerk baits. They look pretty good. I haven't chucked one yet, but they look they look pretty good. Um, but anywho, so let's say you're throwing a Mega Bass jerk bait and you cast it out there, and with those jerk baits, because they have that weight transfer system inside of them, they just cast a city block. You can chuck those things so far with minimum effort. Um, what you really want to do is either a reel it down to where you think after it hits the water reel it down to the depth you think it should be at or if you're using forward facing sonar reel it down and know that you're at that depth and then you start popping it whack whack two pops let it sit for however long generally speaking colder water let it sit longer whack 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 three pops whatever and when you're fishing a jerk bait you want to generally speaking this isn't gospel just like everything in fishing just like everything in taco creation uh, there is no necessarily right or wrong um, but generally speaking you want to point the tip of your rod at the jerk bait and you want to do your pops on slack line meaning you don't want to pop the rod with your line super tight um, the only time I do that pop it on tight line is when the water is warm and I'm fishing clear water uh, with a jerk bait otherwise if it's not warm or cold I um, I pop it on slack line and the reason you do that is when you when you crack a, a jerk bait on slack line you get minimum movement out of the jerk bait it just kind of moves a little bit whereas if you're doing it on tight line that jerk bait's going to move way too far in the water and when it's really really cold a lot of times you will not get a bite fishing it that way anyway so as i'm listening to this podcast and they're not talking about how to fish jerk baits they're just talking about jerk baits um I'm thinking I always, well, almost always fish a jerkbait the same way, the same cadence. And then you see someone like KVD, um, Kevin Van Darn, who is an absolute jerkbait master. And I've seen videos of him jerkbait just whack, whack, whack. I mean, reeling in fast, working it hard, darting that thing all over the place. And you know how he fishes, which is Mach 10, just super fast, balls out all the time. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't I ever at least try that? I actually read an article uh, in a bass fishing magazine where they talked about fishing fast in winter can sometimes get you more bites. And yet in my brain, fishing winter with a jerkbait means slow, long pauses. My um, One of my absolute idols in bass fishing, uh, the legend Aaron Martins, rest in peace, he had this thing where he would pop a jerkbait and then he would uh, get his hot chocolate, take it out of the cup holder, take a drink out of it, like reclose the lid, put it back down into the cup holder, then give the rod another pop. And he was really only doing that just to force himself to take like a really long time in between those jerks on the jerkbait. Um, and that's kind of how I usually fish it, especially in cold water. And anyway, I'm just getting thinking to myself, I get way too comfy even during like a tournament, if I'm, if I'm fishing a jerkbait or whatever else, fishing it the way that I've always fished it, in the back of my head, I'm like, well, why don't I give it five, six, ten casts and like just work it fast? 
you know, really give it hard pops on tighter line and just see what happens. If it doesn't work, well, okay, it doesn't work. But what if it does? What if, um, I think it was Jim Collins who wrote the book From Good to Great. What if I'm so content and comfy with good that I miss out on the potential great by trying something differently, by working something differently? I watched a video of Mike Iconelli one time talking about the biggest fish that he ever caught during a derby. Um, I think it was 11 or 12 pound largemouth. He caught on a football jig, and that's another one that you can fish so many different ways. You can drag it along the bottom slowly in cold water, um, get it up on like a, a, a rock hump or a something and almost literally just leave it there and don't do anything with it. Or you can do what Ike was doing when he caught that giant, and you can do what's called stroking a jig, which is where you basically stroking a jig, little old swing head, little swing head jig, stroking them. Um, you basically you chuck the jig out, and then um, you let it get to the you know the bottom, whatever, and you do a big lift up on the rod. Some people even use their other hand and hit the bottom of the rod until the top part of the rod just up from the reel literally lands on their shoulder so it's this really big sort of exaggerated swing um, and what that does is it makes the jig jump you know it makes it go a really long distance on that pop versus just dragging it along and that obviously works and so all this long blabbering on uh, to say this year I really want to um, whenever it stops being cold up here in Wisconsin I really want to have the balls to try new techniques to try new presentations with stuff um, square billing is one of my absolute favorite ways to catch a bass I really like doing it on rip rap making it ricochet around I've always thought to myself that plastic works best like plastic square bills work best on um, rocks and um, points and whatever and then I like to throw balsa and like custom balsa baits on wood wood on wood plastic on everything else um, but one thing I don't do that often is I don't throw magnum sized square bills like really big square bills even though I have them um, and I don't hardly ever burn a square bill which is to say just chuck that thing out there keep your rod to pointed at it and just give her heck <clears throat> just reel it fast and get it back to the boat um i will burn a lipless sometimes especially uh if i'm fishing small jaws if i find a school that can really get them fired up but anyway um i encourage you anybody who's who's listening to this and i'm, I'm kind of talking to myself because like who am i to encourage you because i'm a super hypocrite because i don't do it enough um, but i encourage you to take your favorite method of fishing and put a twist on it fish it a different way throw it a different way um, today is december 17th as i'm recording this in my truck and so hopefully you're getting some dope christmas stuff some rad lures for christmas and again pretty much every presentation out there from a chatter bait to a spinner bait to a ned rig to a nico to a drop shot um, weight size to hook size to leader length to whatever i really encourage you and man comment hold, hold me to it um, i'm trying to get myself to try to fish techniques in different ways because uh, that's how i think we really stretch as anglers and i think how we get better as tournament fishermen is by um, not just doing the same thing because nobody wins every single tournament so everybody no matter how good they are has room to grow and i don't want to do the same crap and get the same results every single time because as albert einstein said doing the same thing and hoping for different results that's insane and um, 
I mean, bass fishing can kind of drive you nuts, but I want to be out there uh, intelligently dissecting the water. So, anywho, that's my blurb. That's my blabbing on. I hope it made some type of kind of sense. I hope you're even thinking right now of one of your favorite um, methods, techniques, lures to catching bass and how you could even tweak it a little bit, how you could change it a little bit, how you could speed it up, slow it down, um, use a different line to get to a different depth, whatever. So have a great day. We hope you have an amazing, amazing Christmas and positivity is worth the effort. And yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much. Okie dokie, that was the first bite size, and here is the second one. Thank you for listening. All right, so here I am in Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm I'm down here for training. Um, I work for the state of Wisconsin now. This is Jordan, by the way. My name is Jordan. Um, my wife, Lola, and then my best buddy, Nate. It's us three who host this goofy podcast tackle and tacos where we talk about exactly that tacos we talk about fishing um primarily a lot of bass fishing and stuff um but anywho uh right now i'm in our state's capital uh for training for work and i went to a bass pro shops that i think used to be a cabela's it's still bananas to me that bass pro shops bought out cabela's like holy moly that's that's yeah it's crazy anywho and then it's also kind of rad that bass pro shops is now the presenting sponsor for the 2024 bassmaster classic like bass pro shops presents the bassmaster classic that just i don't know it just sort of makes sense to me um but i was at bass pro shops here in madison wisconsin and um, I'm walking around and I'm looking at stuff. And please know our whole thing with Tackle and Tacos is to be positive. And so what I'm about to say might sound negative, but it's really not. It's, it's more so like a springboard into the thought that I wanted to communicate, if, if that made any sense. Um, but anywho, I'm walking around, and I'm sorry I keep on saying anywho. That's like my transitional thing to get me back on topic, and I get off of topic so much that I say anywho all the time. But anywho, <laughs> um, I'm walking around Bass Pro, and the one thing I'm noticing outside of the obvious, which is the awesomeness of Bass Pro Shop Cabela's, the the tanks and the tackle selection, the guns, the camping stuff, just the, the, the taxidermy, for goodness sake, the taxidermy in those places is just crazy. Um, but the one thing I'm really noticing is the price on stuff. And I know that I'm like 300 years old, but I so remember as a kid, and we, we actually talked about this last week with, with the homie Trey from um, TK Customs. Uh, wait, TH, TH Customs, Customs with a K. Um, the absolute real genius, R-E-E-L, and custom lure painter and tournament fisherman and just a cool dude. Like he and I have been texting back and forth about football since that podcast. That might be honestly one of my favorite things about this podcast is the friendships that we've all made. Like I was texting um, the new homie Chad Pipkins, Bass Pro, um, B-A-S-S Pro, uh, about the Lions. He's a big Lions fan. And I was like, yeah, man, come on, Lions, because they're up by 17 and a half. And then I didn't text him again because, you know, they lost and I didn't want him to be upset. And anyway, but yeah, the friendships are so rad. Um, but I'm, I'm walking around 
and I'm noticing the pricing on stuff. And like I said with Trey, when I was a kid, me and all my buddies, we would ride our BMX bikes. I had a Redline RL340. I don't know if anybody has any idea what that is, but that was the bike. Like I saved up my money from birthdays and Christmas and whatever. And I would ride my little BMX bike down to a pond in Roscoe, Illinois, that at the time we called it Mr. Miles Pond. Um, I know it's not owned by them anymore, and I think it would be the coolest thing ever if I could get permission to go back there and fish again just for the sake of like nostalgia. Um, but I would ride my bike down there with like one rod or two rods if I, if I had to. Um, sideways across the grips, like across like the handlebars, and then pedal all the way down there. And the, the lure of choice, most of the time, the lure of choice was one of those little three hook worms with like the leader that comes out of it. And then you got to tie a swivel to it. Cause if you don't, you get all kinds of line twist and you literally chuck it out there and then just slowly crank it back in. And it would do like a really slow spin. And you know, you had the right one. If it just smelled super good, if it smelled like fruity jelly or something, it was so dope. And me and all my buddies, we would just save up our money until we had, I think at the time, they were a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine maybe uh, and we'd we'd save up our money and we would go down to the hardware store and we would each get one of those and then um, if we had extra money, we would all get like a bottle like a glass bottle of yoohoo, which anybody younger than seventy five like me uh, if you don't know what that is it's like this it's like this like chocolate drink it's like but it's not it's not chocolate milk but it's a chocolate drink almost like a shake or so i don't know but you who in the bottle was the raddest <clears throat> and then we would fish and it was it was so dope <clears throat> and every once in a while if we were really feeling froggy we would get a crankbait or something like that and those were like dude those were like three bucks four bucks so that was like uh, you know that was spending a lot of money the bomber fat a was my favorite and I'm walking around Cabela's Bass Pro because it's a combo thing now, and I'm noticing just how expensive fishing stuff is. Like, you know, like smallish boxes of line are $25 that you're going to maybe, maybe um, be able to put like on two reels, maybe. Um, and back in the day, they were like four bucks. Um, lures are just off the charts expensive. <clears throat> and if you know anything about me, uh, you know that I love JDM stuff, Japanese domestic market, like that kind of hard to find stuff, super well made stuff. Um, like I have a couple new mega bass, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple new mega bass crankbaits on my boat deck right now that I haven't put away yet that were twenty bucks each just for a just for a square bill. Um, and so I'm not saying like if you spend a lot of money on tackle, oh man, how could you? I'm not saying that at all. You know, if you're that passionate about it and you have the money to spend on it, like go for it. I'm not doing that thing of like, oh, you can't even fish if you don't have a ton of money. But what it got me thinking was I don't want, and I don't think anybody wants fishing and specifically bass fishing to turn into like a rich guy only sport, like a rich guy only culture. And then I also at the same time as I'm thinking that, I'm having the thought that I just shared that you can't be mad at somebody else if they can afford a $100,000 bass boat and $30,000 worth of electronics and, um, you know, G Loomis NRX plus rods and Daiwa Steez reels. And you can't be mad at them because they have really dope stuff. They probably work their butts off to get that really dope stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so then the, the, the kind of, 
conclusion I came to is maybe the biggest reason that I don't want to see fishing become an only like rich guy sport is because one of my favorite things in the world is to see people get into fishing for the first time to like start fishing to fish from shore to to fish off the bank and catch something and just you know it's such a cliche but it's kind of funny and it's kind of like punny um, getting them hooked on fishing and I, I just kind of had this question mark in my head of like how are we going to get people hooked on fishing if they can't afford to get their foot in the door because you know spinning rod is this much and line is this much and lures are this much and whatever and so then i had this idea and this is something i'm going to do and i'm recording this just for posterity just to like say to everybody anybody who listens to this um to like hold me accountable i'm going to do this um a bunch of years ago, I started a, um, which I don't have anything to do with anymore. I'm, I'm sorry, but um, I don't live in that area anymore. But I started a skateboard charity called The No Coast. And uh, the idea was um, at this really dope local skate shop that used to be in Rock Island, Illinois, we would just collect people's used stuff, used wheels, used trucks, used skateboards, used shoes, um, whatever. And then we would assemble complete you know, like the whole thing, and then to give them away to people. So people who couldn't afford a skateboard, well, now they can get one because there shouldn't be an excuse for a kid who wants to skateboard to not be able to skateboard. And so I had this idea, what if we, um, Tackling Tacos listeners or just people who are into fishing in general, what if we all pledged to give away one rod and reel combo a year, just one, and with it, take somebody or like try our best to take somebody fishing who hasn't gone fishing again whether that's at a pond like off the shore or we take them out in a boat or whatever um i'm sure many of you are like me and have so many combos um rod and reel combos that sometimes you find one you're like oh i forgot about this one I was just going through stuff the other day in the boat and I thought that I had like literally because I don't really throw them that often. Um, I really want to get more into um, BFS stuff, bait finesse system where you're using specific rod and reels that are bait casters to throw really small stuff because it just feels better to catch stuff on bait casters to me. Um, But I literally thought that I had like three spinning combos, right? Spinning rod and reel. I thought I had like three and I'm going through the boat and I have like nine. <laughs> and, uh, tonight after going to Cabela's Bass Pro, seeing the prices on stuff and really actually having this desire to get more people into fishing, because if you don't know a bunch of years ago when COVID hit, um, license sales went through the roof and then they've absolutely dropped like a rock ever since less and less people are fishing and less and less people are getting into bass fishing and less and less people are getting into competitive bass fishing and if you don't think that's true um you can absolutely message or or tag um ken duke and terry batisti they're like bass fishing historians who run the big bass podcast and they can give you teeth like facts on on why that's actually true and how it's happening but i want to get more people into fishing and so Sorry for the long, drawn-out, bite-sized, long-winded explanation, but my vow is this year is I'm going to give away a rod and reel combo, and every year from now on until I'm almost dead or something or dead or whatever, I'm going to give away a rod and reel combo to somebody, not like a family member, but a kid um, that I think could benefit from it and might get them into fishing because – 
if we don't start getting more people into fishing and if the price on fishing stuff continues to go through the roof, there's going to be nobody fishing. You know what I'm saying? Um, in 20 years or, or whatever. And I'm not trying to be like doomsday because obviously there's some young anglers coming up right now, like in the bass fishing world who are incredible, like, like could fish circles around me many times over. But I also want to make sure that like more and more kids are, are finding the on-ramp to bass fishing. So that's my little bite-sized spiel on this one is, um, I would encourage you Maybe you could do the same thing, man. Maybe you could get like a small little Plano box and put together, you know, a worm and uh, one crankbait and a bobber and some hooks or just like a super beginner style tackle box and then find one of your rod and reel combos that you didn't even realize you had or that you don't use anymore and, and find somebody that you could give it to just to further the sport. And honestly, like, I don't know that this is the reason to do anything good, but dude, that feeling you get when you give something away to someone um, and they're so excited about it, golly, like that's hard to beat. Um, and so positivity is worth the effort. Thanks for listening to me ramble. And um, I super appreciate every every listener we get of this podcast. Side note, side note, tacos may be the greatest thing that was ever invented. Think about it for a second. Fish weren't invented fish were created in my opinion by god maybe you have a different opinion that's fine Um, but tacos were invented and they might be the greatest invention ever uh lola and i went to our favorite taco spot in eau claire wisconsin uh, which is of course guac and roll if you've ever listened to our show you've heard us talk about it a lot and guac and roll um has just the best food dude like just their original like normal i think they just call it mexican style steak tacos where it's two corn tortillas and i don't know how they make corn tortillas because they make theirs really soft and when i try and eat corn tortillas they're flaky and fall apart and gross um small bits of steak and then topped with cilantro and onion super fine chopped and then they have like the best sauce down there and i got three of them uh i can't remember what day it is where they have tacos for 250 so you get four of them for 10 bucks um man and they're just the greatest thing you're just chewing through these things and as you're eating them you're thinking to yourself i wish i had about 14 more i hope you've had some great tacos i hope you're having a great day i hope you love fishing and yeah positivity Offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.